Hey, what's up everyone? My name is Justin Odisho. We're live in Toronto, as you just heard. Ontario, Toronto, Ontario. Yep. As you can see, views behind us, views all around us. Views from the <laughs> six. And I'm here with Daniel Schiffer, young Toronto creator on the rise out here. Thought we'd do a little bit of a podcast and talk about how he's started, you know, getting into video, creating your YouTube channel and the recent like surge of growth you've had and, and what it's like starting it kind of like building a channel from scratch in 2018, 2017, 2018. So that's what we're gonna be talking about in this interview. Stick around. We're gonna be lots of Toronto man slang going on. And uh <laughs> yeah, let's just jump right into it. Why don't you introduce yourself? Cause I just called you like a video creator dude, whatever. Yeah, you who are you? <laughs> the the young Toronto Yeah. <laughs> Toronto creator on the rise. Yeah. So my name's Daniel Schiffer. I make videos on YouTube started uh i guess around this time last year maybe not even and i do videos about making videos so sort of in a similar similar realm as you right with the video editing but i do a lot of uh cinematic stuff shooting b-roll you know people have often drawn comparisons to peter mckinnon peter mckinnon (laughs) you got the merch yeah we got the the peter mckinnon merch of course gotta support the toronto guys and yeah, that's about it. I do freelance videography, and now I'm just trying to take over the YouTube game, I guess. There you go. And like you said, there's so many people coming out of Toronto right now. I felt like I had to drive down here and just like just link up with some people. Yeah. Because you know? it's like a three-hour drive from where I am. I'm in Michigan, and it's like a four-hour drive, but why not, you know? Absolutely. I, I think everybody at some point has to experience it like even if you're not a new york person which i know a lot of people aren't uh toronto and new york are very different they draw similarities you know that hustle bustle sort of environment but i think toronto is a cool city yeah so so like you said there's a lot of like creators out here making videos in the photo video creative space like how to use cameras and how to shoot footage and how to film and i feel like that is that's like a big like that's a big cluster on youtube right now that's growing and you actually just recently got highlighted by youtube as toronto creator on the rise right canada sorry oh canada in general so the whole country so if you guys don't know youtube does this thing where it takes new creators um, like is it every week or every month? Uh, I think it. I think in Canada it's just a daily thing. I think every now and then they'll just highlight a creator on the trending page for a day. Yeah, so and they put them on hours. the. Is it the home page or the trending page? The trending page. Yeah, and if you guys have ever seen it scrolling down YouTube, it'll say like creator on the rise, and it'll give a short bio about someone's channel and post a few of their videos. And I didn't know they do it by country, but you know I've seen mm. it. So what was that like? Did someone like reach out to you or did you just pop up one day on the page? No, I, <laughs> I was in my kitchen. Um, I don't know. I was making a bagel or something and my phone buzzed and I saw a YouTube notification. I thought it was just a comment or something on one of my videos and it said, congratulations, you're trending. Oh, that's and really cool. That, and it was like a Canadian flag emoji. And I was like, what? What is that? So I opened it. Sure enough, I'm on the trending page and I'm in disbelief because I didn't know what this meant. So I called my girlfriend 
and a couple of my friends, I was like, Hey, go on the, go on the YouTube trending page. What, what do you see? And they're like, it's you. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't believe this. What and did they say? Like, who'd you pay for this? Yeah. I had, I had people from high school really messaging me on Facebook and they're like, yo, I just saw like you're trending on YouTube. Like that's sick. I didn't know you made YouTube videos. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, it's funny how that works, but yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I'm in the States, so I, I didn't see it on there, but then I realized they're by country, but so they they highlight like kind of newer channels on the come up channels when did you start your channel so it's actually an interesting story that a handful of people know but not i think the vast majority doesn't know and sorry my voice keeps cracking all right um we were at young and dundas yesterday yeah a lot of yelling and (laughs) and (laughs) a lot of good times last night so my voice is a little gone instagram yeah behind uh, the behind the scenes and more (laughs) I'll link everything. Absolutely. Yeah. But what's what's the story that everyone doesn't know? Yeah, so I started making YouTube videos when I was in grade 9 or 10. And And just get, for the record, like what does that mean like age-wise and how old are you now? Yeah, so I'm 23 now. I finished university last year. So what's this like grade 10 here. Um 14 years old. I was roughly 14 when I started my YouTube channel and it was not related to what I'm doing right now at all. Mm -hmm. So back then it was all skateboarding. That's what I did every single day after school, skate with my friends, skate with my friends. And then when the sun went down, skate even longer, go home. That was it. Repeat the next day. And we pulled out the camera and we'd film each other doing tricks and things like that. And I actually developed a little bit of a following in the skateboard community on mm-hmm. YouTube. What year and, um, was this? I want to say 2009. Okay, pretty early, yeah. Yeah, this was a while ago. But I was a huge YouTube fanatic. Like, I followed, you know, Ray William Johnson and Smosh and those yeah. guys. Like, I was into that stuff back then. And, yeah, after doing those videos for a while, I kind of burnt out because when I went to university, I wasn't skateboarding anymore. So I had no content left to make. So my YouTube channel was stagnant for like four, five years even. And then one day I just decided to start up again because I, it was something I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's sort of how the, the new Daniel Schiffer YouTube channel was born. And yeah, that's the story. So if you look at your about page, I'll say I like created in 2008 or nine. Yeah, I think it says since 2009, maybe even 2008. But you just like kind of took it seriously. Yeah, my first a year ago, my first tutorial that I would sort of like attribute to like what I'm doing now was, I think, August. Uh, so like not even a year. Yeah, or it might have been like June, July or August. Yeah. It was in the summer. Yeah, something. So like it hasn't even been a year. And and you've pretty much like your skateboard audience probably is not there anymore you've grown from like zero mm-hmm. to at the time of recording this year at like what sixty thousand yeah thousand so that's that was a really interesting thing because the channel does have uh like sixty one thousand ish right now mm-hmm. um but when i stopped making skateboarding videos i actually had about like twelve thousand subscribers but when I started making these new videos, I lost tons of subscribers. Yeah, yeah, and that went works. on for a couple months where I wasn't gaining any subscribers. Like a new start new subscribers started to come in, but at the same time I was losing just as many yeah, subscribers. People who subscribed like five years ago, like, wait, what the heck is this again? Exactly. Popping up on my feed. You know? Like, this isn't a Nolly tray flip. <laughs> no, they probably didn't even remember. And then they're like, 
and then you once you started posting in it shook up like the boxes and exactly that happens and you know i think that is a lot of the reason why i'm seeing some success on my youtube channels because i sort of pushed through that like um that moment of being stagnant feeling like i wasn't growing but i knew that eventually those old viewers would filter out and i'd see growth yeah so i just had to be resilient and stick with it yeah i had the same exact thing on my channel i had like my whole channel was photoshop based i had like fifty thousand subscribers and uh i not that they were resistant but i started posting premiere stuff and video editing stuff as well and uh at the time i was like you know, 100% of my audience is all wants to learn Photoshop and I was catering to them. But now 50,000 is like a small minority. And, and so like, I don't know, I think it's a good mindset to have like to break through it. At the yeah. time, you might have thought like these 10,000 people are, are 100% of my audience. Yeah, I felt kind of defeated. Now that's a minority of, yeah. of what you knew. Because like there's always a new potential audience out there for you. Yeah. Like re- in reality, there's like, a million potential people waiting to find your channel that you mm-hmm. haven't that haven't yet and so you can't think about you can't put yourself in a box with, that's with the these dream ones, you know you know no it's gonna happen but <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna get there but like how did you even go from being in oh you you filmed skate a lot of skate videos and all yeah that's, so that's how, how you got into cameras exactly i got my first sony handycam to film skateboarding then i eventually upgraded to the t3i and then i got into the whole freelancing game with that t3i in the yeah. summers between you know uh high school a little towards the end of high school in the early years of university just filming videos for i was sort of shadowing another guy who was a photographer yeah and he wanted me to do videos for his clients so i was doing that they weren't particularly good but i was learning a lot and then yeah when i finished university i decided I needed to upgrade my camera and start taking it more seriously. And that's sort of how I was inspired to do reviews and tutorials and things like that. So this is like your full time, like how you're trying to pursue like a career business, right? Yeah. So the, the dream and the ultimate goal is I want to be like fully my own brand, whether that's through YouTube and social media and creating products and just helping people get to where they want to be. At the same time, I still enjoy doing videos for companies, brands, clients. I love doing product videos and just branding work and social media. So I'm not giving that up yet, but right now it's like a split between the two. But like you're, you are doing, you're kind of like your own boss at this point and everything that like all the money that you're making is at the moment coming in through like video work, whether it's freelance or brands. Definitely. Yep. So I think you can speak to like anyone who's listening. Um, I think they could probably re- relate kind of to that because you're f- more fresh out of it. Like you're more, mm-hmm. f- you're, you're more fresh on the rise right now and still figuring it out. So I think you can bring a good perspective on like how to make that transition or why. So, right. I mean, what did you go to college for? So I studied university, uh, sorry, I studied marketing in university. Yeah. Okay. So it is pretty related kind of. Yeah, it is. I mean, would you say it was useful or was it just like on the technical level? No, because you don't learn anything about cameras per se or YouTube, yeah, but it's marketing, but you know? marketing, you know, building a brand and like understanding how to appeal to a demographic of 
potential consumers. That's what marketing is. Is there like one gem that stuck with you that a professor has said or that you just like got from the marketing class that you actually ended up using? I'm sure there is. I'm trying to think off the top Can't of my think head. Of it off the top. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's like a collective. I, you know what? I actually know what I do know what it is. The number one thing um, that I took away from university as a whole, and this doesn't exclusively belong to a marketing degree, is public speaking in front of a room of people. And, you know, when you have presentations in university, you have to wear a suit, you have to show up and be professional and deliver a message of some sort to a can't group of people. can't just show up in OVO sweats, No, you, can, you can't just show up in, like, the Adidas joggers. <laughs> this is Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you have to be professional. You have to present a lot. In some of my presentations, I was speaking in front of a group of 100 people, mm-hmm. and oftentimes you have to, like, shake hands with uh, certain faculty members and stuff, and that sort of prepares you for the real world. And even in what I'm doing now, where if... I want people to take me seriously. It's not like I walk up to them and go, hi, I'm Daniel. I have a marketing degree. It's just they can tell through my experience that I've done this before. I've met professional people. I've been in a professional setting. I've given a presentation. I think it helps with making YouTube videos yeah. for sure. Yeah, because I, like, when I first turned on a camera, it was very awkward to like talk. Even I had to make sure there was nobody around, like mm-hmm. nobody listening. Yeah. I had to like... I just got super like uncomfortable as soon as the camera turned on to like start talking. And I think it, I needed to make like, I don't know. I had to do that for like months before I, it became less comfortable because once you record it, then you watch the footage and then you hear like, okay, maybe I should sound a bit more like this yeah. or, you know, the first times I recorded myself horrible, you know? <laughs> so, but I think everyone just has to, whether that's public speaking or... Yeah, I think people feel a couple of things. Some people feel nervous and some people feel awkward. I know for me, I wasn't nervous. I just felt super awkward yeah. because you're staring it's into a, a lens. Yeah, definitely. Because like, you're talking to yourself technically and you don't know if anyone's listening. But mm-hmm. the more and more you get used to like, yeah, when I post this video, there's going to be X amount of people that are going to watch it and comment. Yeah. Then I think naturally your brain gets more comfortable. Like I'm speaking to these people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I do have a purpose to be speaking out loud right now. Definitely. And and, you know, it's especially relevant for me right now. This is my first time ever being on a podcast and I know that the phone is set up over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I keep looking over at it because I'm just used to that. Yeah. I don't really know. Like I like looking at it like in the beginning when I say what's up guys. Right. But after that, I just kind of act like it's not there. I don't know. I haven't figured Mm-hmm. I'm still working on like the podcast format. Obviously, mm-hmm. like I was telling you before we started, like eventually I want to have three angles. But I mean, that's that's another thing. I think people get too hung up on the like, technicalities. And yeah, the like oh, uh, I don't have the right camera. I yeah. don't have like I'm shooting this off my iPhone. Yeah, that I just use anyway for like texting and calling and going on social media. And a lot of people might think like, oh, a channel of my size should have like three canon c100s ready yeah before i even start a podcast i've done some like interviews with some pretty dope people already just Mm -hmm. shot on an iphone and we got it done and we uploaded it and people watched it and they listened to it and they liked it yeah and you know you just keep upgrading from there you know did you have that mentality yeah so i i don't know if it was so much that i felt like you know, having this gear would make my videos better. 
Yeah. I understood that at the end of the day, it's the content. I always knew that, but at the same time, I'm obsessed with gear to yeah. this day. Yeah, I yeah. love the shiny new toy. I always want the next camera. I'm never satisfied. <laughs> so what are some of your most, cause right now your channel is still in that like new growing stage and you yeah. probably have less than a hundred videos up, right? Yeah. I think I have like 50 or something. I don't know. What have been some of your most popular videos so far? My first, uh, banger <laughs> was, uh, banger season. Yeah. It was called cool ways to use the, uh, cool ways to use the Zion crane, which is a three axis gimbal yeah. stabilizer. Um, that was my first YouTube video, like in this oh, sort really? of, yeah. In the new like branding. Yeah. Exactly. So that that got like uh, I think a hundred and fifty thousand views, something like that. Does Zion like promote those things? Um, and like, w- like what do you mean? You by think that? they do they like pay for those things to like run as advertisements against other videos? I'm not entirely sure. I know from they didn't tell you if they did, right? Yeah, I don't know what they do with like the specific video like what their use for it is but i know that after i made that video they hit me up and said hey do you want to try our new product the crane 2 and i was yeah. like yeah, yeah. and they're just seems like, like everybody loves those like stabilizers and stuff. i i love them i'm i can't stress enough how much i love gimbals but so that that actually brings up a good point because that's your first video and at the time you don't really have a following at all mm-hmm. but what you do have is that you made crisp quality videos right because yeah. I would say you have pretty good quality. Like your lighting is good. Mm-hmm. Your setup is good. For me, I, I'm not really on camera as much. And I feel like YouTube is trying to spotlight and highlight this new wave of channels that like is kind of like the Peter McKinnon mm-hmm. formula. Because I, I, like, I feel like that is going to be, a, that is a winning formula right now on YouTube. So, like, uh, like a knowledgeable, entertaining uh guy who gets on maybe guy or girl whatever gets on camera has nice lighting crisp like clear contact Mm -hmm. and like cuts it up with b-roll and other and like informational stuff whereas my stuff is more like screen recorded software stuff i I feel like youtube is kind of spotlighting that wave of uh people and that's that's kind of a good it's it's a good formula to kick off with that's not even what i was trying to say though what i was trying <laughs> to say is you had you didn't have a following at the time right yeah no there but was yeah nothing. that so that brings up the point that a lot of people ask a lot of people want to like figure out how to make money with videos and the thing is you if you make good quality videos like you did f- for mm-hmm. the zion crane thing you can still get paid companies will still just hire you to produce a video for them they don't want your following they want your video production quality like skills absolutely they would like a following and that's a whole separate like deal but you could still get tons of work if you have good quality like if you can like talk about what you do for restaurants and stuff so and how that works you know yeah, so I, it's uh, funny you mentioned that because just yesterday I put up a video about shooting videos for restaurants. And there's a, I was going over like the misconception of you have to do it a certain way where you're showing all the decor and showing the sign at the front and like basically giving like a restaurant tour. And the key really that I found is you want it to be shareable. And the whole concept, I refer to it as stopping the scroll. Have you ever heard of that term? 
No, but I get. I yeah, can't it's explain pretty, what it is. It's pretty intuitive. You Where'd you hear that? Uh, I think one of my clients Marketing actually. School? No, no, <laughs> you know that would be a good place to teach that concept. Basically, you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, and something catches your attention and stops your scroll. Yeah. So the key with these restaurant videos is to stop the scroll. Well, how do you do that? Uh, you get your first opening shot or thumbnail is cheese dripping over a plate of nachos. Something that someone goes, something oh wow, that looks good. Baby, exactly. Shiny. And so I broke down restaurant videos into just shoot one product per video, show how the product is made, make it look juicy, like vibrant colors. Yeah. Exactly. And then with that, you stop the scroll and people share that video. So that's how you have to pitch it to people. So, but how do you even like, do you just walk in the door? Like, hi, my name's Daniel. Here's my card. I would love to like hook you guys up for Facebook videos. Here's a package deal. Yeah. There's a whole whole bunch of different ways to go about it. Um, One of the, the way I started was with emailing, which I find is somewhat successful. Not always cold email. Yeah, cold email. It's easy to get ignored by what doing that. What does that look like? Uh, hi there, my name is Daniel Schiffer. I just graduated from university back in April and started my freelance business. I would like to offer you a free video for your business um, in return for using that content for my portfolio. Would you be interested? Here is a video I've done in the past. And do you have your own website, DanielSchiffer.com? Yeah, uh, no? no, it's actually called Filmer.com without the E. Okay, so you have something presentable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to have a portfolio. You need to have like some work. And that's why I mentioned doing stuff for free because people won't hire you if you can't show them anything. I would also say you should get your own website too. Like get DanielShiffer.com. At least just get the domain. That's a good point. Before this goes (laughs) up and somebody buys it and sells it to you. For a while. I don't know about all those dots. Yeah, I don't know. I I need a dot com. And you know Like I think everyone just needs I think Anyone who's looking to be a per, like build their personal brand, like step one should at least be all right. Don't get too caught up on it, but step one should be to just acquire all your socials and your website, like pretty clean, like first name last name dot com, just yeah. in case. Then, if you want, you can have filmer dot com too, and like that can be a company that you even have a team with, you know, and yeah. everything. But anyways, you like emailed them and they saw like you have a somewhat of a company going on. Yeah. You just need to honestly, the, some of them probably would even pay you, but you said like, Oh, you didn't have much of a por- portfolio. Yeah, this is at the, at the very beginning, you have to get a portfolio before anything. So that means having a website or something to show off your work. Even if it's just a YouTube channel, keep it professional. And yeah. So I started off the cold emails to show people my portfolio. Who are you emailing? Like, uh, I was actually because you can't just email McDonald's. Yeah, no, you you don't want to focus on the big corporate chains. You want to focus on small businesses. I found I had good uh, success with realtors. Really, Pe- okay. Realtors trying to sell houses. Um, I've had another podcast. My convo with uh, Nick mm-hmm. um, at Hustleberry Finn. He <laughs> shot the video for for T Grizzly's thing, and he said. He was also hustling, making money, like right. doing uh with a real like a real estate company or something like that. Yeah, you know, more more boring professional stuff. Yeah, right? absolutely. So that was uh, who I was emailing at first, and then I sort of grew out of the whole email thing because it's hard to, it's easy to get ignored, like I said before. So I started going to 
uh, trade shows and farmers markets and just walking into physical like restaurant locations and things like that and just handing out tons of business cards and just introducing myself in person. And when people meet you and you're a friendly person and you offer them something that they want and if you can convince them that they need it. Did you look them up on Facebook before? Like uh, Usually Instagram. Just to see if yeah. they, what they were trying to do. Yeah, so it's funny because there's a hugely popular Instagram page here in Toronto called Taste Toronto where they feature yeah. photo food photos of all the trendiest restaurants. Yeah, my yeah. my my buddy does chow down Detroit. Yeah, there you go. I did a Same thing, podcast right? episode with him, and yeah, he runs the whole business like on doing social media, yeah, like stuff for restaurants. Yeah, and Taste Toronto is massive, so I I would find restaurants on there, and then I'd see oh that's not far from me, and just show up and try the food, and then when I'm done my meal, I'll say hey by the way. Yeah. Here's my business card. Because what happens is they might have actually worked with Taste Toronto, the guy who runs it or whoever. Mm -hmm. And that means they're already savvy on the fact that Instagram marketing is where they want to be rather than like definitely radio ads or whatever. And usually what happens, a lot of people don't know this, but I used (laughs) before I took YouTube like full on, like in between graduating college and like diving full in to try to make it a business i did like a short freelance stint as like i did the social media for this like local energy drink brand and it was a really like one man thing and i uh did you enjoy that i did kind of but not really i enjoyed the fact that i was i didn't know how i was going to pay for my last semesters of college because i i quit my job at nordstrom and it miraculous I started a Snapchat filter business oh, yeah. like a year, like when they first launched it through that, I met like a bunch of people cause they wanted filters. And then through that, one of the dudes who wanted a filter said, I actually am looking for somebody to just do my entire Facebook, Instagram, everything. You seem like, you know, this stuff, um, that kind of fizzled out, but it's amazing how those types of things work out though. Yeah. One thing leads to another. Yeah. One person, like people know people, yeah and i don't even know what i was trying to say with this but what was i trying to say with this i don't know man i got lost <laughs> in your wizardry of, I, uh, I got lost too but if i want i watch this back i'll remember but basically like running the social oh i was trying to say that at these big companies like if they do or don't if they don't have a social media guy they would need one or you could sell them on why to have one whether you want to do it for free for a little bit or at least charge something. But most of these mom and pop shops, sometimes they do like have their daughter like run the page for them or like it's a family business. So somebody is running the page, but it's usually neglected. Like my friend has a restaurant in Michigan and uh, he kind of runs his Facebooks and stuff. And I always told him like, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I could, I could make your stuff lit. I, I tell him you should hire just some college person to right. to like help you out with that. But there's just so much stuff going on for these people mm-hmm. behind the scenes. For sure. So I totally hijacked your point, but like continue. <laughs> so like you, you walk up to them. You, what does your business card even look like? I actually gave or my last, I gave like it out to, um, to that dude we met at Nordstrom. Yeah. To Eastbound. Shout, Shout out. out to E E S T bound. Yeah. We was talking about how we were misspelling it. 
that's a that's whole other crazy. story. I don't know if there's time to fit that in. But Basically, <laughs> we can throw it in. And speaking about one thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go get these these slides, right? The Adidas slides. I'm going to go get them, actually. Hold on. They're right here. <laughs> Justin's now walking over <laughs> to, to the other side of the Airbnb to grab his Adidas slides. There they are. <laughs> so I was recently in California, right? I had the normal Adidas, the blue ones, you know, the normal ones. Mm-hmm. I always forget something. I left them in the shower or whatever. I don't like showering in public places, barefoot. Used to work at a gym, bad stuff. Mm-hmm. So they were out of every color ex- in my size, except this bright green, mint green. I love the mint green, man. <laughs> They're kind of cool, but I'm I need I needed to shower, and these are waterproof. So I was like, you know what? Get me the mint green. But what happened was I came here. I was meeting you guys up, like you and Stan. And and, mm-hmm. and uh, I said, before we do anything, we need to go find slides yeah. for me. So we went, to, we went to Foot Locker. We went to whatever. And crazy enough, we end up at, at Nordstrom Shoe Department because I thought they might have them. And we just run into this guy. So it's like <laughs> yeah. we run into this guy, this producer guy who has done produced, like some. He produced Antidote by yeah. Travis Scott. And he's done like a video with Genius and like, you know, similar kind of creative space. And it's like if I never needed to get these green slides. And what are the chances your first day in Toronto, you <laughs> bum, bum yeah. into a guy like that? It was it was actually really and, cool. And uh, I had a business card on me. I always keep like two in my wallet. Yeah. And you had a business card on you. And it's like, like we're talking about networking. You never, mm-hmm. that's another thing I was going to, let me even break that down. Cause that situation is actually interesting. It's not like we met him and we signed, it's not like any of us like have gotten anything out of each other. We just like met each other. Who knows, you know, maybe that will go somewhere in the future. Maybe it won't. It's not like he has the keys to the city or whatever, Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, how it happened because i think this is actually really useful because it because it happens to me all the time he, you were live streaming at the mall yeah i was live maybe streaming I on can instagram put it in now. you can send it to me yeah yeah you yeah. should you should put it in the video i'll put it in a clip you were live streaming at the mall and you know you ever see like when i ever see people doing instagrammy camera type of stuff sometimes i ask them like like when i was in california i saw this dude he had a nice leica camera yeah like really nice so I, I, I like, I'm talking about just be like, oh, that's a nice Leica, blah, blah, blah. Oh, what do you do? Like, do you have a, do you have an Instagram? Do you take pictures? And you never know what people do if, if yeah. when you ask. The guy might, you know, the guy might have all the keys to whatever you mm-hmm. want. But so many times when I'm doing something, like people just don't ask questions. They might see me and they'll, they, they, they might see me with like a bunch of equipment and they just say like, oh, that's nice equipment there. And they don't they don't say, what do you do? What are you doing? And just yeah. keep asking a few questions. So when he when you were live streaming, he like popped in. He's like, yo, follow me, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah, he was just like, kind of walking by with his girlfriend stuff, yeah. and his sister. They were walking by and he's just in the background. He's like, yo, follow me eastbound. And we're like, yeah. what? But we didn't catch it. And so like we could have just like, like we didn't catch what how it was spelled or whatever. I like tried to look it up, but 
I didn't. I feel like a lot of people just won't even try to even like look it up. So like we're but up, us being the curious creators yeah. we are. You so know? <laughs> I went up to him again. I was like, yo, how do you spell that? I can't spell it right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to do that. Most people wouldn't do that. So right. then I spelled it right. Then we looked him up and then we're actually sitting there having a conversation and we have mutual contacts and like, yeah, we talked to him for like half an hour. Yeah. Or something. The, the, the sales rep was like, do you guys know each other? We're like, none of us know each other, actually. It's all our first date, except for me and Stan. I've met Stan before. But, yeah, yeah. You guys. Linked up but the rest of us, all the first time actually meeting. Yeah, but it's like so many times this, like me and you walk down the street every day. If someone comes up to me and just asks me questions, whatever, like I'll help them out. Yeah. I'm not like I'm the, like the almighty know everything but i think the main point i'm just asking is like networking is very it's about being conversationable it's yeah. about like if you see someone with a cool camera just like strike up a convo with them or like something that piques your interest and don't just drop it at like you know just uh be curious about the other person ask yeah. questions and ask like oh why is that oh what do you do blah, blah, blah. don't be like a stalker you know have, have a conversation yeah keep ask a lot of questions and then you people know, like to talk about themselves so that's it's it's yeah that's it's like the key. you never you how many times someone asks me stuff and i keep it as brief as possible unless they ask me like more like when i was coming across the border mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to ask you questions but the guy's like what do you do i was like oh you know i make videos then mm-hmm. he's like oh what's what kind of videos and i was like then i have to explain a little bit more then they say oh what's what's then I have to explain it a little bit more. Yeah. And that's how you should be in real life. You should talk to people like you're a border patrol. Yeah. It's Honestly. actually, it's funny. That just reminded me of um, another story very quick. Yeah. I play a lot of hockey here in Toronto yeah. in Canada. It's like our thing, you know? So I play a lot of pickup hockey where random people can just drop in and play together. Uh, it's like a full equipment thing at the rink. And I'm in the dressing room getting ready everyone's chatting and I hear a guy, this one guy, a little, a couple people over from me in the dressing room. He's talking about, sorry, he's talking about, he's like talking about his, uh, his dog is an actor or something in a commercial. So I was like, what is this guy talking? I'm like listening in a little bit, eavesdropping. And he's talking about how he was helping direct a commercial for some company. So I was like, Oh, like you do video stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. Like, so do I. He's like, Oh, what kind of stuff do you do? I'm like, I do like a lot of uh, freelance right now, but I also recently got into like the YouTube game a little bit. And then he start uh, he's like staring into my soul as I'm telling him this. And I'm just like, why is this guy looking at me like this? And as I'm talking, he's like, do you have a video about how you get clients? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you wearing an orange hoodie? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I've seen your channel. And I'm like, no way. So you never know. Like, you just have to ask. If I didn't ask him. uh, Guys, we would have just changed in the locker room. Yeah, we would have played hockey, been on our way. But it turns out this guy has seen my videos before. And he has a connection in the industry. He makes videos for companies, like full production crew stuff. So that's another person I now know. Yeah, it might never be anything, but it's like. It but, didn't yeah, cost exactly. you anything to just say what's up. Yeah, it was an interesting conversation yeah. to have regardless. People know people. And that's where it comes into like have your website ready, have your social medias ready and clean, have a business card on it. I know some people say they don't like business cards anymore, but I've, 
I I at least my business card is literally just my name, first name, last name, just so they know how to spell it. My website and my email. Boom. It's like just so they have something physical if they want to look you up later or they want to get back in touch, you know. I've had the most I was at a music festival and I took pictures of some girl hula hooping, you know, with the long exposure. Right. And she posted them on Instagram like a year later and she still tagged me because she had my huh. card. It's like, I don't know. You never know. Yeah. You know? But yeah, that's, that's, that's the moral of the story. You never know who you're going to meet. Just so be just ready. A- ask Stay questions. Stay ready yeah. and, and always ask, ask about the other, the, what I've learned from doing this podcast is how to have a good conversation is just be a good listener mm-hmm. and everything you say, you leave like little clues in it to other things I can ask you. For example, like, Oh, you play a lot of hockey. Yeah, exactly. You know, whatever. There's so many things, you know? Yeah, it's but, true. Like you play a lot of hockey. I do. How'd you do that? <laughs> Why do I play a lot of yeah. hockey? It's a good, it's a fun sport. It's a good way to stay in shape. A lot of, a lot of Canadians play hockey. Yeah. It's like, it's Canada's sport and it is. I've watched and played hockey my whole life. I really enjoy it. And you meet a lot of people playing hockey. It's cool. Any any other uh, encounters with hockey people in the in the uh, locker room chats? Uh, not like not like that. Like not like people that have recognized me on YouTube. But I've like made friends like playing pickup hockey for yeah. sure. I mean, when I was in Guelph at school, I played pickup hockey there as well. One of my best friends, I met him at pickup hockey, just drop in hockey, and yeah. I ended up subletting his room, his oh, his go. bedroom yeah. in his house, and I made friends with all of his roommates while he was on co-op. So I was now in this new crew of people, made all these new friends just because I met this guy at pickup hockey and we, he liked memes and stuff. And he was <laughs> shout memes, out Kevin if you're watching this. <laughs> memes bring people together. You said something though that I, that I was going to uh, I was going to go on a really good point with hockey and I meeting forgot. people. Oh, being recognized. Yeah. So your ch- channel is still relatively like fresh audience. Are yeah. you? Have you been recognized ever? I can. I've only been recognized like twice. Really? Ever. That's surprising. I in guess because you, he claims know that your the voice. lady at Starbucks knows. Yeah, when we were downstairs at Starbucks, <laughs> I could have sworn like she did a quadruple take. This girl in line. I like, really don't think she was in my demographic. She looked like she. I feel like knew she was like, was "Are up. these kids in line or what?" No, she or maybe looked, she, she was like at you like back and forth four times. For those of you watching the video, it was like this. Maybe she was like, "Is that?" Peter McKinnon works that Daniel's wearing. <laughs> you recognize that. I think no, more she, likely I, scenario. I, I was looking at her. I, it looked like she was looking at you. And yeah. And, and to answer your question, I, I have been recognized. It was funny because it was like the perfect setting to be recognized in. I went to an event that was being hosted by another YouTuber by the name of Carl Conrad. He does tech reviews. His mm-hmm. channel is like uh, around the same size as yours. So mm-hmm. he he's, got some clout for sure like he's known in the tech space and really cool guy does this event with samsung at the eaton center and i'm there with my buddy dylan we go inside and it's a very intimate setting there's only maybe 10 people attending the event because you have to reserve a spot and it was like a workshop so he starts the whole event off by let's go around the room and introduce ourselves so starts on one side makes its way around gets to me my name's Daniel. I make videos aspiring to be a YouTuber. And that's about it. And then some kid chimes in. You already in. are now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and 
and I you mean, are as soon as you sign it, up to account actually I I have that a, that was the day i hit fifty thousand subscribers was that morning <laughs> i have a definition that anybody who uses youtube as a youtuber like yeah you are anyone who's like an avid part of the, everyone's a youtuber if you're a viewer my my parents are youtubers but anyways <laughs> yeah you, so some I kid said, raised his hand yeah some kid just chimes in out of nowhere as i'm introducing myself he's like he's like yeah, Daniel, I watch your videos. Like, I'm a huge fan. And I'm like, yeah. what? Is like, that, that's when it kind of, like, gets more real. Because it's easy to have see numbers online. By the yeah. way, for anyone that's listening, I'm not talking like either of us is, like, the god of YouTube or whatever. But it's easy to, like, have a whole disconnected life online. Yeah. But, like, I, I walk down the street all day. Like, I, I can walk back and forth and nobody will ever stop me. So, I Meanwhile, still feel you put comfortable. up a video on the internet that... You, didn't you it, recently have a video that hit a million views? Yeah, something? I have, like... I think, like, two of my videos crossed a million, which is not that crazy, but, like... That's a lot of people. And then you can walk around Toronto and, and people don't know. Like, yet like, a million I, people have seen you w- before. What I mean is, like we'll be like on our computer for like one half of the day during our job, like dropping videos that get like tens of thousands of views in a week and like doing live streams with like hundreds of people engaging. But then I love the fact that I can literally just like, just walk around Starbucks and just like go wherever yeah. and nobody stops me. Like, I feel like there's a certain level where that starts happening. That will start happening once you reach like that different level of youtube yeah like i'm willing to bet when peter mckinnon goes downtown and he's shooting photos around i'm sure Toronto, he gets people probably walk up to him constantly yeah when you're at that two million mark right so in my head right now i still haven't uh in my head right now everything i'm doing online is like it's still like not not real but it's like a it's not as con- it's separate it's totally separate it's not yeah. going to become real until it starts interfering with my real life, my day, my yeah. IRL life. Now it's not interfering, but I think that you're going to, that's going to, that was one point. Like this lady did recognize me at the airport one time. Oh really? Yeah. Before I was like going somewhere and that, that was totally random setting. I feel like that it's the story you told is still like more bound to happen because they're there for YouTube. And the story gets even weirder because when that kid chimed in, and said, yeah, I watch your videos. Then another kid yeah. in the same event who they didn't know each other. Another kid is like, yeah, I watch your videos. Who's like, all my friends watch your videos. And I'm just yeah, sitting there like, How are, what are the chances that two people in this room? And then the guy who's leading the event, Carl, he's like, he's like, what do you do? What do you do on YouTube? He was oh, like, okay. all of a sudden, oh, so Oh, so not curious. everybody that was there is supposed to be a YouTuber? No, like oh, he's just anyone can go to this event. I see what you're saying. Like Samsung promotes the event separately as well, so there were even people there that didn't know who Carl Conrad was. Okay, I, I totally see what you're saying. Yeah, so like that's where it starts to get more, uh, like it starts to feel more tangible. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. It's Definitely. just it's intangible when they're online numbers, and I think another thing is too, like people get discouraged about like numbers online too. Like oh, I only got twenty likes. I only got like 17 likes or there's only 20 people watching. But if you actually filled up a room with like 20 people, it's like a decent amount of people, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Even like five people. Like if I had a room of like a few people, I would, you know, want to prepare for my presentation and make sure it's good. And like, I would feel like I did something worthwhile that, that five people like watched me present something and like consumed it. Yeah. I think you, 
a lot of people get hung up, like you said, on the views and the, the comments and things like that. I think it starts with your content. You have to be happy about what you're making. If you upload a video, and I mean, everyone's hard on themselves. Like I upload videos constantly where I'm like, ah, like I could have done it better. Like I'm sure you've had that same feeling before. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay. But you, if you're uploading content that you like uploading it and you're doing it for the sole reason that you enjoy doing it, that's what is going to resonate with people when they do eventually find your channel. Is Is this person doing this because this is what they do and they like it or are they just just some guy who's trying to now make his way into the space and yeah and get views i think i i always look at it like you have to make videos for the audience you want yeah what's the point of making videos for an audience you ultimately don't want to have just because you can have it like sure i can like start going ham and making slime diy videos or whatever maybe i could maybe i couldn't still hard you know but like at the end of the day i build this massive slime channel and now uh it's because i don't like i don't want that audience yeah you want the audience that's gonna allow you to that's going to enjoy what you really want to do that way you win both ways you're doing what you want to do and your audience is down for it you know 100 percent what are some things you'd like, what is some advice you'd give to someone trying to go from zero to 50 right now in 2018? Because for me, I did that like in a different time of YouTube. So yeah. like, talk to me about like, cause like I said, you're more, you've, you're more closer in memory to that space. So you could probably talk mm-hmm. about it differently. For sure. Talk to me about like, what were those strategies you used to like make your first couple of vid- try to make your first couple of videos bangers? Like, who are, were you reaching out to people? I know mm-hmm. I can just say this about you. You were always very active in like my chat and my my live streams and my community. Yeah, I, I wanted you to notice me. With for genuine sure. <laughs> comments. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't take. I do the same thing. I do the mm-hmm. same thing all the time. If you're genuinely a member of like, you're part of this whole like YouTuber scene with like videos about videos scene. Mm-hmm. If you're genuinely a, a part of that and you feel like you have a voice to add to it, then when you don't have a channel and you're just starting off yet, you at least want to hang out in like the the right channels, comment spaces, yeah. engage with people, leave thoughtful comments. And like for sure, I recognize people's names in the chat all day. And then yeah. eventually, you know, here we are doing like a podcast and, the, and like I think that speaks to something of strategy mm-hmm. like that speaks to something of motivation uh, like what your intentions are like mm-hmm. because you're doing all these things properly a lot of people just comment like sub for sub or like sub exactly. me i sub you back and so, they just get like dropped into spam yeah and it wastes their time so i want to so what were those on, things yeah i want to touch on that and i think i i have three points um and that I'll touch on that for the third point, but the first and foremost is what you said before, which is make content for the audience you want. And I guess we don't really need to spend too much time on that. To, but just to reiterate, uh, don't make videos for the sole purpose of like, oh, this will go viral and get me famous. Make a video that you enjoy making because you want an audience of people that enjoy the videos you enjoy making. Right. Makes sense. It's going to set yeah. you up better in the long term. Exactly. Because you won't burn out. You'll actually continue to enjoy making those videos. And now you have an audience of people that enjoy those types of videos. Um, the second thing, and I think this is the most important of anything when it comes to 
like anything in life, but uh, like it's especially relevant when it comes to YouTube. And you mentioned like starting from zero in 2018. Um, so I, I technically started in 2017 and I, like, I guess you could say I wasn't at zero, but it felt like it because I was losing subscribers every time I uploaded a video. Mm -hmm. it, like I was not, I was seeing decline, which is discouraging. And that leads us to my point, which is don't get hung up on the mindset that, oh, this person's already done it. It's already so saturated. There's no room left for me to start. Everyone's already doing it. Cause that's how I felt. I was like, how am I going to tap into this market of YouTubers? And there's already so many YouTubers that are successful. I'm like, there's not enough room for me. It's already been done, which is like not true at all. 2018 is a better time than ever to get started on YouTube. If you want to start a YouTube channel, now is the time to do it. I mean, anyone can start a YouTube channel. You could do anything and build an audience. The number one thing is just your mindset and staying motivated to do it and not just giving up after putting up seven videos. Put up a hundred videos, put up 50 videos and see where it goes. You know what I mean? That, that's another thing that you said that also speaks to like the way you're thinking about things a little bit smarter. You said, how am I going to tap into this market? Mm -hmm. So you already kind of like understood in your head. There's like these five or six channels and there's this community of, you knew that there was a community of people right. and you knew that there's maybe like potentially a million people interested in mm -hmm. this. And I feel like I have something to add to the conversation. Exactly. And so you did some like market research, even so unconsciously, you know? Yeah, exactly. I guess naturally I do that because I went to marketing school. That's how my brain well, is trained to think at this point. Even right? more naturally is like I say, like another point is make videos that you want to watch, like make scratch your own itch. You are a part of the community already. You know, you're not just like picking a community and being like, the photo and camera space, I'm going to look up the top six channels and do my market research. It's like, you're just a dude watching YouTube all day. Like you don't probably watch TV that much. You probably watch a lot of YouTube Yeah. and you're like, you're every day you have like your handful of channels. Then you end up having like, you end up being a viewer. So you're, you're going to be a better creator if you're also a viewer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. And that ties into the next point, which is also what you were talking about before with collaboration. And you, you were talking about how I was active in your live streams and stuff like that. Yeah. So when it comes to that kind of thing, I mean, when I, when I found your channel for the record, I edit with final cut. I use final cut pro 10. I occasionally do some Photoshopping, but for the most part, final cut all your video tutorials are in Premiere. Do you have any Final Cut tutorials? No, I said After Effects, Photoshop, yeah, Premiere, you're all, you're and then all like Adobe, right? real life stuff. But you, like I say, a lot of people uh, still watch because if I just show you the techniques of like a cut, it doesn't matter what program I'm in. I'm showing exactly. you about like, if I talk about B-roll, it doesn't matter that I'm saying press V and in Final Cut, the shortcut for the move tool is something different. Yeah. It's like, I'm just telling you generally, like, this is how you edit to music or this is... Exactly. You know? So people still use it, but some people get too hung up on, like, for the sure. specific the shortcut actual translations software. and yeah. stuff. Um, so when I found your channel, I was sort of captivated, not necessarily by, like, the actual learning aspect. So while most people watching your videos, I figure they're learning how to do a zoom transition, right? Like just for an example, 
when I watched that tutorial, I wasn't learning how to do a Zoom transition. I already knew how to do one. I was learning how, to, how like, does this guy make tutorials? Yeah. How does this guy communicate in his videos? And that's what I found captivating and intriguing about you. And then I dug deeper in your channel and saw some videos where you were on camera. I'm like, I kind of relate to this guy. Like, I feel like this is like the Michigan version of like <laughs> sort of what uh, what I'm if all I about. Was born in Michigan. Yeah, like you subscribe to like the same like mentality and like thing that I sort of go for. So that's why when I went in your live streams, I just wanted to hear you talk. Like I, I yeah. didn't care what it was about. I just found you entertaining and interesting. Flattering. <laughs> and I bought into that same mentality. So. I didn't just jump in your live stream and go, yo, Justin, collab. Yep, yep, yep. Sub for sub, collab. Yeah, like, you're please, just genuinely part channel. of the group. You're just hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. Just like I became a regular in the streams. And then I guess you took notice when my channel started growing. You opened the Discord and asked me a little bit about myself. And like these are just I think opportunities. What I do is like whenever I, I'm constantly like on top of things of who's watching me and who's not. So like. Anytime I see another channel that I think is making an effort and has potential, I think you had like 10,000 subscribers or something. Like 15, something, something. like that. Something, yeah. and I, I was like, I was like, oh, cool. Let me just like bookmark this or whatever, just because like this dude supports me. It looks like he's making like a, I see like a cool potential effort that he's making. Yeah. Like why would, I would be dumb to go through. And you're not like, there's tons of people that I've found that way. Whereas like after they became a regular and I realized and I saw that they weren't just doing like some yo collab dude. Yeah. Collab them. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. This dude's been a regular for like a genuinely decent amount of time. Um, let me follow them because I want to understand why are they watching me? Like yeah. Stan, you know? Yeah, exactly. Stan still hasn't started making YouTube videos. Shout out to Stan. Uh he's but and he's like he's not making youtube videos he's still a little bit younger than us but like i followed him back because i'm like this first of all he's just funny so yeah like i like talking with him but i was like well, let me like i need to also like keep in touch with who's keeping in touch with me yeah so like uh, if i follow stan now i can like kind of see like what does someone like him watch and what does someone like him like what is he doing on youtube so it helps me like be more in tune with what's going yeah. on i don't just ignore like my community i just i'm in tune with it and i'm also a part of it you know yeah that that's just like a, it, it just speaks to like what like the approach you're taking is just it's more natural because you're doing all these things subconsciously that are the right way to go about things mm -hmm. you know be a be a part yeah. Can I just say, I love the pace that this podcast is moving at. Like there's so it much went content, ham. man, <laughs> anyone listening, I it, start, it will... always starts off slow and then it goes ham because the topic starts. Yeah. But we just keep branching off. I'm like, I feel like this is really interesting stuff. Like it is. I'm Podcasts excited to fun. watch this back. That's another thing that I've, that's another thing. Like you, if I never did live streams, if I never did, even though my vlogs suck, you know, <laughs> it's like, you at least saw that you didn't even care. Maybe I vlogged like going here for the day and you didn't care about that, but you're like, Oh, this is what he looks like. This is what he speaks. Like this is what he, like, his mannerisms. Yeah. And then you just get like a vibe of somebody. It doesn't matter what they're saying. It's about what they're doing. You know, yeah. this podcast too. These are just different ways for people 
who might not care about the software to engage with me and I'm trying different things. And if you're listening to the podcast for this long, thank you because you're probably like, how long are we at right now? Um, not an hour, but almost an hour. Wow. But like, if you're listening up to this point, then you are like the most valuable type of person that I want to be watching and like that I want to be yeah. engaging. So thank you because someone who's willing to list has more than like a two minute attention span and understands the value of a conversation like this is also mm-hmm. probably someone who's trying to learn, who's trying to like, they probably also don't watch much TV because what are they doing? Listening to a whole hour long podcast. Yeah. And they're probably su- subscribed to the same mentality and like channels and stuff, you know, same that, that we do. So it's like, definitely it's a smaller audience but it's a deeper and and i'm I'm doing different things but i don't even know what i'm trying to say but like it's just a more engaged audience like yeah people that are genuinely interested in like it's yeah this type of stuff i think that goes back to showing your face helps i think you can definitely go big on youtube without it tons of channels how to basic yeah tons of channels there's always an exception for everything but I feel like one easy hack to get a better connection and just convey who you are better is just to like get yourself on camera, just talking kind of candid through this conversation. People who had just known me for the tutorials probably just get a lot more understanding of who I am and like yeah. what angle I'm coming at the world from, you know, for sure. But yeah, I don't really know. Is there any, uh, I feel like we did hit a lot of stuff. Is there any like threads you want to tie up or like things? I guess I can uh, thank you in front of everybody watching this for dinner last night. That was very, oh, thank you. <laughs> that was nothing, bro. That was like, Justin paid for the tab for me, Stan <laughs> and my girl. Thank you. It was, it that was, was cool. Really, it's in CAD. So like the U S dollar is like 50% stronger out here. So yeah. <laughs> I had to hit you guys with the conversion rate. Yeah. yeah. But of course, of course. That's, I always say that's their super chat fund, mm-hmm. but, um, what, so like you're at this kind of pivotal stage, what's that? Like, what are you, what are you going to do to solidify this growth and like branch it out to the next level? Like just keep doing what you're doing or what? going to continue to do what I'm doing while also like, I, need, I need to ramp up the frequency like of, um, uploads? How, how, yeah, uploading just more content. I want to step up my Instagram. That's something I've been slacking on for a while. I need to put up better. I want to do get more into photography. And then I want to also branch out my YouTube content and just a little bit more of um, storytelling and more of my personality on my channel mm-hmm. so that people aren't just subscribing for tutorials mm-hmm. and for information, but rather people actually find me and my insights, my opinions, and just me as a person entertaining. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the goal going forward is to just sort of, um, just ramp it up, just scale. And do you want to like keep doing freelance client work, like the stuff you do for restaurants? Or are you trying to like, yeah, I, I, I want to keep doing it, but I'm going to have to cut down on it if I want to start taking this YouTube stuff more seriously. Right. I mean, I'm already taking it seriously, yeah. but I mean, it makes for good content. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I do the tutorials based on these freelance clients that I get. So that's sort of giving me content yeah it's hard I, so i can't just stop cold turkey yeah but, uh, i get it that's so that's the thing like everyone has their own unique business challenges and like maneuvering challenges and that's like that's cha- that's this that is what it is to be your own business yeah. uh, your own brand your own creator 
it's always unique of how what do you want and what kind of steps do you have to take to get there from where you are right now mm-hmm. but there's general principles that kind of apply to everyone i think right that help yeah thank you so <laughs> like where where can everyone find you if they if so they want if they don't know or if they don't watch you yet where can they find you best and reach out to you best so i mean if you want to see my content and sort of my what i'm known for i'm doing air quotes as i say that um that's my youtube channel which is just my name daniel schiffer uh schiffer is spelled s-c-h-i-f-f-e-r i'll leave a link to everything so they can just click and then yeah my instagram daniel.schiffer if they want to reach out to you it's the best way uh either my email which is always in the description of my videos or DM on Insta- uh, the DMs are kind of clogged up now. Insta DMs maybe. Yeah. Or, or email. All right. Yeah, I'd say email. If that's the easiest way to get my attention. All right. Well, hopefully next to my time people are watching this, like your channel's banging off. Yeah, that's Insta's the dr- hopefully next off. time it's at a hundred K or something. For sure, you're gonna hit it for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll celebrate at uh Frings and, and we'll Bloke. Hit, yeah, we'll hit up Bloke after. But uh, yeah. thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> Definitely like it up if you what watched this far leave us a comment i always appreciate thoughtful considerate comments you know if you enjoyed something we said or you want to add your own point i just want to talk about the view the view is nice yep. uh leave a comment if you want this podcast is also available just to listen to on itunes stitcher um uh, there's a whole bunch of i have it on every app that i could think of i'm still working on spotify but a subscription on itunes podcast app convenient definitely appreciate it and a rating on itunes and if you guys don't know my name is justin od show you can subscribe to me on youtube and all that i'll leave everything below but i feel like now that's just way too much stuff for everyone to do (laughs) but uh thank you guys for listening more episodes coming and i'll see you in the next one cool that was fun yeah i think that was good that i think we like dove deep into some I really like the last half of the conversation. Yeah, it started off a little. I can pull some really good highlights out of the last part. Like what? I can't believe how much my voice cracks. That's terrible. Dope. It's uh.